0: Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised.
1: We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not deafy and dilly. Don't go around willy-nilly. Seems to us kind of silly.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere. You get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, with me via the Zoom studio, author and business extraordinaire, and guy whose brain I'm really looking forward to getting into, Mr. Dwayne McHodgins. Dwayne, how are you today?
1: I am fantastic. Thanks for having
0: me here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Because unfortunately, Dwayne and I had to reschedule a few weeks ago. Because you know, I my job doesn't always allow for for some like more fun things in my life. But I was really happy that Dwayne was was super understanding. I do appreciate it, Dwayne. But I'm happy yeah. to have you on the show. And I'm really excited to chat with you for a little bit. You
1: bet. It's great to be here.
0: So we'll we'll start off with the obvious because obviously I've. Your your background is, we were just talking about it off air, and I love it. So, Duane, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: All right. So, I I own an IT company. It's basically, it's called Duane's Reliable Computer Services. And I'm kind of like the IT department for those really, really small companies and for individuals. Been doing that full-time since 2012. I did it eh, part-time a little bit for a couple of years before that. My, my business has grown and, and grown and grown, and Really, it, it's it's been a great life, you know. I I woke up in my mid forties, realized what I wanted to be when I grew up, and here I am. So yay! See,
0: I like that because a lot of people they will get into a point where their lives where they're just they're just there and they're just living it, and it's every day, you know, just the same routine, I always think that you could always find your passion at any point in life. And the fact that you were able to do it and then make it into a successful business is even cooler. So can you tell me a little bit about when you started, like some of the challenges that you had getting going almost, what, 11 years ago now?
1: Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when I first got the idea, it was like around 2010. And I was going, I'd gone through about 10 years of unemployment, underemployment just wasn't finding the right fit for me. I finally had a job that was paying the bills and I was doing okay, but but it was a physical job. Mm. And like I said, I was in my mid forties and I'm going, okay, I don't see myself doing this for another 20 years or so because of the physical nature of the job. So I was talking with my wife one day and she said, well, why don't you, why don't you work on computers? You've been helping friends and family for years. You know, it's one of those things where it just kind of hits you square in the face and you're going, oh, Uh. wow, I never thought of that, you know. And so I I started looking into it and timing was not good. It was about two weeks after classes at the local community college had started. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now I'm going, "Okay, well, I've got this idea. I really want to move forward. But now I'm four months out before I can actually start taking these classes. And again, in another conversation with my wife, she said, well, why don't you just get the books? At least you can get started. And again, oh, this uh, is a great idea.
0: <laughs> my God. It sounds like your wife and my wife would get along really well about just pointing out really easy solutions.
1: You know, the, the thing is, you see things like this in other people, but you don't see it in yourself. Right. And that's and that's the biggest thing. So, so yeah, if you've got this person that spends every day with you, of course, they're going to have a real good insight and and it's great when you know you've got that you can listen to them mm-hmm. so so i went and i got some of the books that i would need for some of the certifications and things like that i ended up never going to college for it i never never went and took any classes I, i'm not big on classes <laughs> so so i i went through the books i pretty much taught myself you know i, th- I think i have a natural knack for it anyway mm. and as as i've progressed and needed to learn new things i just either go find a book or, you know, go to the Google university and do it that way. Right. Oh, so, the best. um, and, and my, my goal was, this was like 2010 and my goal was, okay, I'm going to try to build myself a business in my off hours. And by 2015, I'm going to quit my job and do it. Of course, you know, what your goals are and how things happen is never the same thing. <laughs> the company I was working for, it's a national company and they had, had some issues, and they ask all of their labor unions, and I was part of one of their labor unions, they ask us all to take a bit of a pay cut. And and most of us could really see the writing on the wall. And so we were willing to take a small pay cut to be able to keep the company going. There was one union that they, they decided, nope, we're drawing a line in the sand. We think they're lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't lying. So last day I've actually gone to work was November 16th of 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they shut the company down that day. And, uh, you know, at that point, I'm looking at it going, so do I, it's really early, I, I hadn't really built up enough to make a go of it yet. But at the same time, I'm thinking, this job worked really well, had I had a lot of hours free during the afternoon and evening where I could actually build my business. Mm-hmm. Will I have that if I get another job? and i wasn't real sure about that so i decided you know what i'm just going to jump in with both feet and uh, you know it's kind of kind of like the old uh, burn the ships type of thing <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah <laughs> putting I feel- putting everything into this basket and we're just going to go for it and uh, best decision i've ever made oh that's so, awesome yeah yeah that, yeah
0: i like it man like that that's really cool and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like a sink or swim type thing and you yeah yep. Like some, sometimes people can have the best idea ever, like the best business plan, the best of this, but they're just never, they never take the actual leap and they'll, yeah. they'll just kind of stay and be too afraid to actually do it. And the fact yeah. that, that you jumped in both feet in the water, like ready to go. Like I respect it.
1: Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I, so one of the ways I, I, I built this business on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of money to throw at advertising or anything like that. So the main way that I built this business was through networking with other businesses. I started off by meetup.com. Oh my, I I remember that. And it, you know, meetup.com, you can find a group for just about anything, you know? And so I went on there looking for business groups and I found a bunch and I would go to their meetings and you know, that's, that's really getting out of your comfort zone. You're gonna go talk about this business that you're just starting with all these business people that you don't know and <laughs> it's like shark, it's but, but like shark tank it, it it worked out you know it was uh it was good i i met some people at some of these that uh, just like you were saying you know i've got this idea and i'm formulating my plan and i'm putting it together and it's like no just go sell something right <laughs> that's how you start a business you know every everything is is selling something. And so I was selling myself, basically, mm-hmm. I, I can do these services for you, I can, you know, make your life easier with your technology. And uh, it wasn't overnight at these, these meetings. Um, it's when you when you do networking for a business, it's more about building relationships with people. And so for the first couple months, you know, I really felt like I was banging my head against the wall. But you know, eventually you, you, you crack that nut, you, you get in there and uh, you make some connections with people. And then once you've done some work for people and they're really happy, guess what? They, they want to tell everybody about you. Right. Which which is fantastic. You know, it's even like, Um,
0: like podcasting. Like, I think that the, the most success we ever found in podcasting was when other people would chime in and be like, like, if I, I basically Dwayne and I connected on Facebook, which is how the majority of, of, Podcast interviews happen nowadays, which is great. I'm in all these different podcast groups, and every once in a while, I'll post in one, and somebody that I've interviewed will jump on that post and be like, "One of the best interviews I've ever done," or whatever it is. And it's just like, man, that that little bit of networking makes a big difference because I there are trillions of podcasts, like they're they're everywhere. Like we're going to talk a little bit about the pandemic because I know Dwayne, you have some stories about your time during it, but yes. during the pandemic. Everybody, everyone and their grandma made a podcast and here we are sitting going, we've had a podcast for nine years. Like what's going on? Everybody's got one now. So it's interesting you say that because networking is, it's one of those things that could be really tough for some people or really easy. And I find it, I I'm good at it accidentally. That's when, that's how I find myself. (laughs) I'm a good networker by accident.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and really it's, if, if you want to start a business, and you don't know how to network. Do some reading on it. Figure out how to do it right, because there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And I've been to meetings where, you know, you have those drive-by people mm-hmm. show up. They walk in the door and they've got a stack of business cards and they're like, "How you doing? How you doing? How you doing?" You know, they're handing a card to everybody they see, and it's like, no, no, you, you've got to, you got to pick a few people, talk to them, try to find someone that's going to be the term that we use a lot as power partner, right? You know and, and so for me, a really good power partner was accountants, believe it or not, because hmm. accountants really know their customers' businesses. They know if they're having computer problems, they know if they need, you know, technology help or things like that. And I've gotten a ton of business from accountants. Interesting. So I, you know, I would seek out and talk to accountants and ask them about their business and, you know, try to be a resource for them. Hmm. And, you know, and that's how it, that's how it works. You, you meet these people, you, you, really become friends with the people that you network with. See, I like that. Yeah. 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 And then once you do that, the, the business is going to flow naturally Mm -hmm. because like I said, people want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Especially,
0: especially with like computer information and stuff like that. Like people take, it's a serious, like cybersecurity and IT are like some of the biggest, biggest businesses around. And yeah like I would want somebody if somebody's working on my computer or doing anything that involves like my money or personal security stuff like that I want the best or I want people that I can trust yeah and I think you you, you nailed it on the head building trust and building rapport is way more important than just handing somebody a business card and saying I'm really good at my job
1: yeah yeah
0: so for you well, though, what kept you motivated when, like, because you mentioned having uh, unemployment and underemployment, which is a phrase I've never even thought of—underemployment—and now I'm going to be using it. I'm going to steal it from you. Sorry, but that's all right. What kept what kept you motivated during those times?
1: You know, I, I had a family. I had I had two pretty young children at the time, and it's like you know, failure's not an option, right? right? So you just keep doing what you have to do to survive. And while I'm surviving, I'm, you know, looking over my shoulder at, okay, what's going to be the next thing? What's going to get me to the next step so that I'm not struggling so hard. I'm not, you know, feeling like I'm not making it, you know? And, And so it's just, it's just constantly, okay, let's take another step forward. Okay, let's take another step forward. You know, and as long as, long as you're moving, as long as you're making that effort, then, You know, you'll you'll be great. I've heard a lot of people say that when you fail, it's really not a failure if you don't quit. Hmm. Right. So quitting that's when you that's when you fail. If not, you just learn. So take that learning and keep going. Yeah, I like I like that. Get back up, whatever that means, you know? So yeah.
0: I there there's there's something to be said when there's a thousand phrases for the same concept like get back on the horse or you know like what you said so if, there's a common theme anybody who's ever successful will say the probably the same thing it's when you don't give up that that's when you find your success and yeah. to to push even when things things can go absolutely wrong. I love learning from my mistakes. I'll I'll ruminate for like 10 minutes about how I shouldn't have made that mistake. And then I go, well, what can I learn? What can I do better for the next time? Like even, even doing a podcast interview, my first couple of podcast interviews, they were a little rough. I'll be like, I can't look back at them anymore. I can't re-listen to them at this point in my career. But nowadays, like I find it just such a, a nice flowing conversation and it's much easier than it used to be. So even something like that, where I was like, are, are podcast interviews for me really like, and then it turned into like now I'm doing I three, four interviews a week just because I, I enjoy doing it so much. <laughs> so for you, though, let's fast forward a little bit because <laughs> we, we started at the start of your business now, obviously 2020 rolls around and we all know how 2020 was for the majority of the world. For most businesses, they they suffered. They suffered hard. Unless they were selling toilet paper, they were not doing well, especially around here. (laughs) But for you, your business actually ended up thriving. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I am fortunate to be in an industry that uh, was deemed essential, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, companies have to have their technology to be able to work. And during that time, the technology became even more important. Beginning of COVID when they first started, you know, locking everything down and you can't even go to the office anymore. I had companies calling me going, okay, what do we do? How do we do this? And I spent so much time helping people get set up to remote into their computers in the office and, and things like that. I had, I, I think in the, probably in April, I think I bought maybe 10 or 15 webcams. Mm-hmm which they were really hard to get at that point. Right. They were they were all coming from China because everything available in the States was gone. And so it was taking four or five weeks to get them. But the nice thing was is that they were all plug and play. So I could order one, you know, you need a webcam. Okay, I will order it. It'll be shipped to your house. And when you get it, call me and we'll get it set up. And Boom, you know, plug and play. They plug it in. Oh wow, I'm on. Okay. And then I would remote into their computer and show them how to do Zoom.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So (laughs) so that was interesting because I was actually on both sides of it. You know, I could I could see their screen, I could see my screen. And we were also conversing over Zoom and I did a lot of that. And then, you know, the next thing was because of COVID, a lot of people didn't have IT support because they were all working from home or whatever in their, you know, home office states away so i helped a lot of people with things like that too so i was i was terribly busy just i went for you know i was like wow this uh, i need i need a break some days you know (laughs) it was that busy but but i'm definitely not complaining it was it was it was a great great time for my business but at the same time since i had built my business networking with other business owners i had a lot of friends that yeah their businesses were struggling Mm -hmm. they They were having a real tough time of it you know i had people that uh, they were in insurance and they can't go in the office anymore and they can't really go out and meet people and that's how they build their business okay what do they do you know and and there was just so many so many different businesses that were like that and as as i was driving around one day the phrase business heroes of the pandemic just kind of hit me right in the in the right between the eyes what it was is as i was driving around i would see i saw a uh, a brewery that they had created a patio in the parking lot and put some tents on it so that they could continue to serve people right, right? there was there was a a restaurant they purchased 51 ice fishing tents and it's, there's a picture of it in my book. It's, it was just amazing. You see this, that it's just, you know, all these tents that they had out in their big patio area and that allowed them to stay in business. Basically.
0: People got crazy creative during they COVID. Did. Like, yeah. Just yeah. The, We we live in a, in a semi-rural town. So when you drive, like you'll, you'll drive for a little bit and then you'll see a bunch of businesses. Then you'll drive a little bit. Right. And then, then there are like more centerized hubs, but you would find People, again, like the giant tents, you know, we had a diner that sent a, set up an outdoor tent in their parking lot, like, and that's how they stayed open. It was wild. Cool. There was, I, I hate to, to bring it up, and I don't know this personally, so if my wife listens, I don't know this, but apparently one of the uh, adult entertainment clubs up in, I think it was Connecticut by us they they did virtual they did they started doing virtual and then i think they did some sort of outdoor thing it didn't last but just just the just the concept i'm like it's wild and then but then you have like the liquor stores that were all considered essential and we were all a little bit happier about that yeah 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 there's still places that have like the screens up and stuff like that just in case
1: yep yeah here in here in colorado there was a i think it was a two-hour time frame where they decided that the liquor stores and the pot shops weren't essential. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. It's like, yeah, no, this is not a good idea. Yeah, I think and, and, I remember my,
0: my wife and I went to the liquor store just in case they were going to close it down. We bought like yeah. cases of of just like yeah. wine and stuff because my wife went remote when the pandemic hit. She was working from home, mm-hmm. and I still I was still considered an essential worker, so I had to go into work. Like, physically, which was wild. But, like, it's like driving through a zombie apocalypse half the days where nobody's out there. It's
1: just... Oh, it was great driving. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was so... Yeah. My morning
0: commute was wonderful. Normally, it <laughs> takes me about 15, 20 minutes to get to work on a normal day. I was getting there in, like, nine minutes. It was awesome. Yeah. Driving safely. Yeah. Of course, driving safely. But just, yeah. there's nobody yeah. out there unless they were <laughs> looking for, for silly things like toilet paper. Nobody Actually, the busiest yeah. place by us, Home Depot, of all things. Yeah. Home, People, because people are stuck in their houses, they're like, "Well, we're going to do that do-it-yourself project that we've been putting off." Yeah. Home Depot was always (laughs) crazy busy, and they always had, (laughs) but they had to have like a certain amount of people in, so you'd have like a teenager, some some high school kid out there with like a clipboard counting people as they came in. Yeah. And I remember
1: those days. Yeah. Oh
0: God, it was so weird. (laughs) But for you though, like it it managed to not only did it help your business thrive in new and inventive ways, because obviously. Like nobody knew what Zoom was post yeah. or pre-2020. I remember at work we had to do uh, we had to use video for something at one point and we had to use Skype. That was that was like <laughs> the weirdest thing and yeah. like for me like I I know Skype, I'm a millennial. I grew up with like the evolution of the webcam basically mm-hmm. where first it was if you wanted to use a webcam, you had to plug it in, you had to turn on the modem, it was and you get a pixelated picture. And now, nowadays, like here we are sitting. Your your state's over for me, and we're just like chatting, yeah. like nothing's going on. It's
1: no big wild. deal. Yep.
0: So you obviously you told me about the inspiration behind the book. Can you give me a little bit of detail about it, though?
1: Yeah. So when I once I had that idea, I I thought you know what I'm just going to put together something that's basically try to help people stay essential. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the government was telling us that, okay, you're essential, you're not essential. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, everybody's essential. And in, in your in your life, you are essential. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the message I was trying to get across. And I just, I sat down and I just started, just the ideas just started flowing out of me. The book ended up being 11 chapters mm-hmm. and some of the chapters. So like, I, I, I call them rules. So rule number one is, always be looking for ways to reinvent yourself and your business. And I called that the back to the drawing board model. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and there was so many, so many good examples I found of that. We had a, the local steakhouse, of course, they they probably had just gotten all of their deliveries and then, oh, guess what? You need to shut down. And so with all of this food that has a very short shelf life, Mm they moved it out to the parking lot and you could actually go online and purchase your steak dinner, but it wasn't cooked. (laughs) So you'd show up and here you go. Here's all the stuff. Here's the recipe. Here's what you need to do. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, it was just, it was brilliant. Just uh, all these different places that really thought outside of the box. I saw another restaurant that, they they knew that grocery stores were still essential and could be opened, so they identified as a grocery store for a short period of time to get rid of all of their inventory. Right. Oh wow. Right. So yeah, yeah.
0: People are really are they can be so smart, like way smarter yeah. than they get credit for half the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It it just so so I, I put together all these rules, and then I was like, you know what? So I don't know if you've ever attempted to write, write a book, but it's kind of like okay. How many how many pages in Word is a good book? And no, that's not the way it works. It's it's words. How many words? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I did some research, and the size book I wanted thirty thousand words. They said with average around one hundred and fifty pages. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'm happy with one hundred and fifty pages. So that's what I'm shooting for is thirty thousand words. And I think at the time I was maybe. Uh, 10,000 or something like that. And so I've got these ideas. Now what do I do? I've put all my ideas into it. And so I started telling everybody that I was writing a book. Mm -hmm. Peer pressure, because as soon as I tell you this, the next time I see you, you're going to say, hey, how's that book coming? (laughs) So it forces you to keep going. But at the same time, I had people saying, oh, you know who you need to talk to? This person. Mm -hmm. And so they started putting me in contact, again, networking put right, me in yeah, contact yeah. with people. I ended up interviewing 12 different people and interviewed them over Zoom. That way I could, you know, get a transcript of it and I didn't have to try to take notes while I'm talking to oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel um, that. Made it so much easier. And uh, I just plugged their stories in wherever they fit into these rules. Like, okay, so rule number two, use the current time to grow. I called that the butterfly model. You know, there was, there was a lot of people that, they were shut down. They couldn't do anything. So, okay, what do you do in that situation? Well, you prepare for when you can do things again. Mm-hmm. I talked about people that decided they were gonna go online and take some online courses or get some certifications. They've got the time, time's gonna pass anyway. Why not come out of this with you know more credentials to to move forward in your life? Or right, something yeah. like that. So that was that was a good thing. I know a an insurance. She had a, an independent insurance agency, and she had loved um, painting earlier in her life. And she, you know, like all of us, you know, you just kind of get out of that because you're busy and you have work yeah. and all this. And well, now that she's got all this extra time, she started painting again. Well, before it was all over, she uh, she would post. She would paint something and then she would post it on uh, Facebook. And, you know, she'd get a bunch of interest and stuff like that. She ended up putting a lot of her paintings into a gallery. She actually had a gallery show. Good for her. And now she's she's kind of, she still does insurance, but she's also an artist. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> some really good stuff came out
0: of it. It was the time to, to refine things that you were passionate about or find new things that you were passionate about. Yeah. Like when my wife was home, she did a lot of certifications. Like she got certifications in all sorts of things for me because I had to physically still go into work. It wasn't really too different for me. Like I, I still went into work and I still came back from work. The only thing that changed was my schedule slightly. But for me, like I, I spent more time doing podcasting. I spent time doing interviews and talking to people because that was the thing. Like you, you couldn't there. Your, your window of social interaction was much smaller all of a sudden. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I can only wear sweatpants and watch Netflix for so long before I go out of my mind. <laughs> even though I am a big proponent of taking mental health time. And yeah. sometimes watching Netflix is the best mental health time you can find. But for me, like, I, I really enjoy whenever I hear somebody come out of, you know, 2020 or 2021 even better than they went into it. So yeah. it's, it's really yeah. cool. Now for you, though, how do you define essential in the business context because you told me you said that everyone is essential which I completely a thousand percent agree with I think everybody is essential for you though like how do you exactly like define essential
1: so basically what what I meant by that and kind of what I went to what I tried to do in my book was show people how they can remain essential how they can stay on top of things how they can avoid being put on the shelf, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, it's kind of how I felt they were the, the, the whole, you're not essential made people feel right. You know, okay, you're good. You need to do your job, but yeah, we don't need you. So you just go hang out over there. We'll, we'll, we'll let you come back to life later, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just didn't think that was right. So that was a lot of what was in this book. So I had to, The next rule was everybody needs a side hustle. Okay. So, you know, I talked about a lot of different things that that people can do, you know, like do a podcast, write a book, you know, whatever, whatever your interests are, Mm -hmm. do that. And, you know, that way, if you've, if you've got a couple different balls in the air, so to speak, and you drop one of them, well, guess what? You've still got one going, right? So if you've got, everything in that one work basket and that work basket goes away then what do you do right so that was the whole idea find find something else you know and really uh, even if your company you know you can be working for a a really large company like uh, i talked i talked about blockbuster Mm. video you know at one time nine thousand stores i mean they were everywhere right right and and people were always going in and Renting the videos and, you know, you could, you could even buy them or whatever. And they had popcorn, they had candy, whatever you wanted for, for your movie night at home. Well, they didn't really see the writing on the wall and boom, one day they're just gone. Yeah. One you left. Know, um, Netflix came in and just really took over. There, there is still one blockbuster. I think it's up in like around, it's in Oregon somewhere. Something, or something like
0: something. that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they employed thousands and thousands of people. Mm -hmm. And then one day they just pretty much disappeared.
0: And it's even funnier because they had the option at one point to buy Netflix. Like Netflix presented itself to Blockbuster to, like, be bought. And they're like, we don't need to do that. Because Netflix started off as just – it started off as mailing DVDs. That's what it was. And I guess – Blockbuster didn't realize that people like convenience and we like easy. And yeah, the only yeah. thing that I don't do that's easy, I don't order delivery. I always go get my own food. Just yeah. be- just because once during the pandemic, going back to it, we wanted to order pizza, my wife and I. And so we call up. The pizza place is literally maybe five minutes down the road from us. But we're like, let's just do delivery because, you, know, pe- pe- you know, contact and six feet and all this stuff. And we call up and they're like, yeah, it'll be about four hours. I said, I'll be right there. I will pick up my pizza myself. <laughs> so I have not done delivery since. I just can't do yeah, it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that we really did a lot during the pandemic, we uh, we wanted to make sure that we were supporting businesses that we really liked. Right, us too, so, yeah. So there was, there was a Mexican restaurant in town. It's a family place, you know. And uh, so we decided we we're going to order from here once a week at least. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we would... We would get on there and we did the same thing. We would just go pick it up, but we'd we get on the app and, and order it and everything. And, and, you know, no big deal. And then one night we were we were on there and we were just about finished with the order. And all of a sudden the app just like shuts down. Hmm. It's just gone. You know, so we tried to get onto it again and no, it, it's, it's gone. Oh, no. And, and, you know, and we're just freaking out going, oh, no. So I quickly look up the phone number, and I give him a call, and the guy answers, and he goes, oh, sorry, our iPad died. <laughs> what do you need?
0: <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. That's really it's funny. Like,
1: oh, phew, man, we thought we lost him, you know? It was...
0: <laughs> yeah, we we had a pizza place up by us that we would, order, like, once a week, we're like, this is the place we yep. want to go, this is where we get, and they actually ended up closing after the pandemic, because they just yeah. never, they never recovered once everywhere else was open also. Yeah. Because yeah, that—that's yeah. the other thing. Like, if you were the one place that everybody went because nobody, like, people didn't have a choice. I hate to say it that way. And then yeah. every other option opens back up. You're like, oh, and there we go. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. we are unfortunately we're ending, running out of time. So I yeah. love to do one of my favorite segments is our rapid fire questions. So basically, what I do mm-hmm. is every episode, I pick like four or five questions, and I try and tailor them to the person that I'm speaking to. And it is just an off the top of your head. Type question and answer if you're if you're down to play.
1: Okay,
0: sure. All right, so the first one, what is a book that changed your perspective on business besides your own?
1: <laughs> Probably the book that I've, ran, I've read a few times. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big.
0: Hmm, after Magic of Thinking Big. I like to take the books too for my wife. She's a big book person. I nice. like that. All right, next one. What's one tech tool that you believe every business should use? One tech tool, uh,
1: wow that that's really hard because there's there's so many i know different... i know <clears throat> I, I don't know I, I don't think that most places use cell phones to the advantage that they could very nice
0: yeah so, so something that everybody has but nobody utilizes yeah, properly yeah
1: yeah there's there's an app for that right so yeah
0: i like that what's uh a, a business or who is a
1: business hero that inspires you oh boy there have been so many, honestly. There there were a couple people that I interviewed during this that had businesses that really had no business doing anything because their businesses were all in person and stuff, but yet they figured out how to do it on Zoom. I like it. You know, yeah. I, I had a person that her business was wine tasting parties. Oh, no. And she figured out how to do it over Zoom. That's awesome. It's like, wow. And And now that it's you know, gone full circle when she's back in person, she still does the zoom ones so that, you know, all the sorority sisters across the country can get together on zoom and, and do it. That's really so, cool. Wow. Yeah. I
0: like, see, I like stuff like that. It's, so, it's like, just so smart. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last one. Do you have your own mantra or rule to stay resilient? Yeah.
1: So let me see if I can find it here. It's a, it's a, well, I can't find it. It's a quote by Seneca. And oh. basically it is you will suffer more in your imagination than you will in real life. I like that. I like that. So, a lot. you know, yeah, don't 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 worry about all this stuff. Because you know, stuff you could worry about is this big. Stuff you should worry about is this big. Stuff that actually happened. <laughs> right? So yeah.
0: I like that man. That that see I, I like stuff like that. So for our listeners if they wanted to get your book or a copy of it, how would they do that?
1: Uh just search for it on Amazon Lessons from the Business Series of the Pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's out there on Amazon. If if you have the uh premium Kindle package, yeah. you can actually read it for free. Oh so, my god,
0: I'm going to tell my um, wife. My wife's got that. So- She's
1: Yeah. So, so anybody that has that, please download, read some of it, any of it Mm -hmm. and throw me a review up there because you would be amazed how much that helps in the algorithms to get me out there.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure you'll see one from us in the next couple of weeks.
1: So Dwayne, thank you
0: so much for jumping in. We really do appreciate it. So make sure if you guys are interested, go onto Amazon, look up his book and then let us know here that you guys read it so we can let Dwayne know so thanks. thanks man that's gonna wrap us up for today thank you so much for coming on you bet Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while, maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started, if you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us, that is a gift from uh, so make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash misfit faction also maybe you guys have your own online business or service that you're always looking to grow and advertising is a very big part of that if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction you guys can get a hundred dollars worth of free advertising again as a thank you from us to you guys that's sponsorship.podbean.com misfit faction Wow, that was an awesome interview. Dwayne was just such a an inspiring guy, and just I really enjoyed hearing his story. As somebody who also worked excessively, if anything, during the pandemic and feeling essential but at the same time not essential, I think it's important for people to hear that people can be valued for the work that they do, and make sure you guys check out his book, check out his information, and if you guys get a copy of it, let me know what you think of it, and let him know that uh, you heard him here, and you know... He's a misfit just like us, and we loved it. So thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, if you guys want more of our content, it's super easy. You just go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can find links to all of our other shows, news, reviews, articles, and of course more, and obviously our merch. So make sure you guys check that out. If you guys are looking for more of us on the social media, we can find we can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. Just type in the Misfit Faction or MF Uncensored. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. We want to thank you guys for listening, and a big thank you for Dwayne uh, for joining us, and we will